Generative artificial intelligence is all the rage right now. I recorded a podcast episode last week with The Embargoed, and we talked about how fast it's come onto the scene and in full force. It has taken hold of not just our industry, but medicine, law, engineering, home decorating, architecture, and everything in between. In fact, Boston Children's Hospital just announced they're hiring a prompt engineer to work on large language models such as ChatGPT so that it can identify use cases and train its workforce on the most appropriate uses for the emerging technology. This feels very much like the advent of social media when everyone was trying to hire specialists with 10 years of experience, but it had only been around for six months. <clears throat> the difference is that many business leaders proclaimed social media was just for the kids and it would never work in a work setting, and they buried their heads. This time around, though, pretty much everyone has at least tested out one of the AI tools, if only to see what the fuss is about. A recent muckrack survey shows that 28% of respondents already use it and 33% plan to explore it. When you look solely at the C-suite, those numbers shift slightly, with 38% of CEOs or people in the C-suite already use it and 32% saying they plan to use it. They're not sticking their head in the sand this time. They're fully embracing it. On this week's Spin Sucks podcast episode, we'll discuss generative AI, how you can use it in your role as a communicator, what the pitfalls might be, and the guidelines just released by the PR Council. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Late last year, I explored ChatGPT and thought it'd be fun to record a podcast episode using a script generated by the tool. I was surprised at how easy it was to use and how it created a pretty compelling first draft. It wasn't the final draft, but I loved how it helped me get past writer's block on a topic. Fast forward six months later, and I find myself using it every day to help get unstuck on certain things. Just the other day, a client presented a pretty complex topic and asked me to help him dumb it down. <clears throat> Actually. I said, dumb it down. He probably said, put it in layman's terms, but you know what I mean. I read the abstract and really had no idea where to start. So I dropped it into ChatGPT and it prompted it to help me. It spit out copy that explained it to me in layman's terms, dumbed it down, and then I was able to write an article for the client. Without that, I would have spent hours on research before I could have started. Instead, it took me 15 minutes. I know many of you out there fear this will take over your job and you'll be left sitting outside Starbucks with a cup to collect coins. That isn't the case at all. If anything, it's going to make you more efficient. So you can do one of two things. You can take on more work if you're a masochistic workaholic like I am, or it will free up time for you to do other things you enjoy. Instead of spending hours on research, you can get up to speed in just a few minutes and go about your normal job with time saved. You can use generative AI in your role as a communicator in many ways. HubSpot just did the hard work of putting together 50 prompts to use. They broke it down into buckets, lead generation, social media, audio and video content, content promotion, and repurposing old content. Some examples include repurpose a blog post into a video script using this article, turn a webinar into a podcast episode using this pre-existing transcript, repurpose an ebook into a series of number of blog posts using this pre-existing text, 
rewrite a blog post into a social media post series of certain number of posts on certain social media platform of choice. Write a guest post for a popular industry blog discussing the impact of product on marketing strategy. Suggest the number of best hashtags for a social media campaign on social media platform to reach a certain target audience. I've tested some of these prompts and they're not without their faults. For instance, I took a 4,000 word white paper and asked it to repurpose it into five blog posts. It spit out 100 word descriptions for five blog posts. So then I had to take one at a time to get what I really wanted. And even still, it was only a good first draft. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss the pitfalls of generative AI, along with the newly released guidelines from the PR Council. Hang tight. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. Tashmir Hill, a tech reporter at the New York Times, recently posted that she got a, quote, PR pitch that expressed admiration, end quote, for a book she did not write. In fact, said book does not even exist. The PR pro said, we've enjoyed your coverage in the New York Times as well as your book, The Secret Life, a book about the future of privacy, and we believe your expertise and knowledge, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead and Google the name of the book, The Secret Life, a book about the future of privacy. Also, that's a really bad title. I'm glad it doesn't exist. It does not exist. So Hill replied to the PR pro and asked where they got that information. They admitted they had used ChatGPT to write the pitch and did not fact check it. Listen, my friends, if you're going to use generative AI to make you more efficient at your job, and I absolutely think you should, fact check your work. What the AI spits out is a great first draft. It should never be your final draft, at least not right now, that could change in the future. Don't send things willy-nilly without editing and fact-checking. Those are the two things you must do every time. This leads me to the guidelines just released by the PR Council. I'll link to the full document in the show notes on Spin Sucks, but here are some highlights. Always protect company information. This means as you're training generative AI to produce content in the voice of the organization, don't give it any confidential information. This includes business plans, prospects or sales documents, paid or confidential analyst reports, paid market insights, confidential research data, 
text related to sensitive internal employee communications, just use your brain. Don't put stuff in there that you wouldn't want anybody outside of the company to see. Capiche? Capiche. Be ethical. Don't use AI to create deep fakes or mis or disinformation. Use it for good. It's that simple. Fact check, fact check, fact check. I won't beat this dead horse any longer. Am I still allowed to say that in 2023? But please do not send in anything that has not been edited or fact-checked. Don't be the PR pro who sent a pitch to the tech re reporter at the New York Times without checking it first. Disclose if you're using AI. This is a guideline from the PR council. To me, this one isn't as critical. Do I need to disclose that I used AI to write a first draft on an article that I drastically changed in the editing process? Probably not. My thinking on this is to disclose it if it played a substantial role in a finished piece. If you used it just as a first draft or as an outline or to generate ideas, I don't think it's necessary. Remember diversity and inclusion. I'm a big fan of Canva. We use it pretty regularly for content. But one of the things that drives me absolutely batty is that most of the images in our library are of white people. So much so that I've asked my team not to use images that include humans in any of our work if it comes from Canva. And we're working on building a library of our own. AI is built by humans, so it has the same biases as ours. Be cognizant of that fact when using it to create content. And the last thing, spin socks. Establish clear guidance and conduct regular training on best practices and ethical and legal use of AI. It should focus on all of the things we've discussed here today. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. The training needs to be updated pretty consistently. Keep on top of things and make sure that the people that report to you know how to use it ethically and responsibly. The bottom line is AI is amazing. It will change how we do our jobs for the better. It's not something to fear, but something to embrace. With some of what we've discussed here today, I'm confident you'll be well on your way to being an AI fan. If you'd like to know more about AI, how to use it effectively, and how to implement it in your day-to-day -day work, join us in the SpinSucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free. It's fun. It's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 